It's time for Fast Talk with my guest, multi-instrumentalist, songwriter, composer, performer, and recording artist, Peter Fan, who will be leading the Dixie Flats at a New Orleans Dixieland Brunch, presented by Reflection Bay and Chef Scott Cummings, this Sunday, November 14th, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Reflection Bay at Lake Las Vegas. For ticket information, go to reflectionbay.square.site, and for everything about Peter Fan, go to peterfan.com and Dixie Flats. Dot com and Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. What is it about Dixieland jazz that is infectious and fun, as opposed to other elements of jazz, which are nice, but don't necessarily have that fun element? Well, that's an interesting question. That music from New Orleans is embedded in a very long, rich tradition. And it's interesting, Like they, they describe this music as Dixieland, but the music that we play includes Dixieland, but it's actually a more of a broad thing than that. The, uh, the style down nowadays in New Orleans, when you're there, they refer to it as trad jazz. And trad jazz encompasses something a bit bigger because it includes Dixieland and it also has Depression era blues and other music that's from the early history of New Orleans all the way up to contemporary artists who are creating and recording music in that tradition. So what so, you're saying is you're going to play Depression-era jazz while people are trying to enjoy their food. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Yeah. <laughs> so how did this come together where you're, you're mirroring the, the, the jazz that you're bringing to the brunch that Chef Scott is putting together? Well, uh, they reached out to us from, from uh, Chef Scott reached out to us having heard our music and become a bit familiar with what we do. And here in the Las Vegas Valley, we're kind of the only real existing trad jazz group. There are, there are people around who play the style, obviously, and there's lots of brilliant artists, musicians here in, in town. But we're kind of the only group that is dedicated to this particular tradition and style. And he became aware of us and reached out to us and asked us if we would be interested in collaborating on this idea of having a trad jazz Dixieland brunch at his place. And he is he's a brilliant chef who has, he's kind of a celebrity chef. He's, he was famous for having won Hell's Kitchen, came here to Las Vegas and became a real part of the food culture here. And his take on the New Orleans traditional food is brilliant. So he wanted to put something together where he fused that with other elements of the culture, particularly the music, and we were the group that he reached out to. The reason I wanted to have you on was the idea of combining the trad jazz and the food. I know there's other places in town that feature music with food, but I like the concept of a little bit of a different vibe than you typically get in Las Vegas. Are you looking to make this on a regular basis, whether it's once a month or every three months? So this is the first one, but I think, do you think it'll carry on from there? Yeah, that is the idea. The goal is to have it start out as a monthly event, and hopefully it'll grow from there. If it's uh, wildly successful, hopefully it'll become more of a regular thing. But it could be a an experience that's a bit of a, you know, a, a fixture in our town. Hopefully, that's that's the goal. The other element, too, that's different is that it is at Lake Las Vegas. So it's not on the Strip. It's not downtown. And so it's a little bit of a getaway. So you're getting the experience of the music and the food and the geographical distance yeah. from the usual Las Vegas vibe. 
Yeah, it's a destination experience. Exactly. Right. A mini destination experience, unless you're going to stay there overnight. It's like taking a little jaunt to New Orleans here in Las Vegas. Exactly. With very little expense. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Peter, because a lot of people aren't aware that you were a seven-year veteran of Cirque du Soleil. You performed at Carnegie Hall, Radio City Music Hall, the Apollo Theater, and the Kremlin Palace in Moscow. So I know you can't tell us about all those venues, but how did you end up at the Kremlin Palace in Moscow? Well, I was with a show called Zarkana, which was the Cirque du Soleil show, and they designed that show to be built for the biggest proper fly house theaters in the world. And there are really only two. There's Radio City Music Hall in New York, which is a 6,000 capacity theater, a proper theater with proscenium and stage in the way that a theater is rather than an arena setting. And the other one that's a comparable size is in the Kremlin Palace. They have this beautiful theater there. And they built that show for those two stages, trying to use that big of a space and have it still be, have the stage action translate to the audiences. So we did a residency at Radio City Music Hall, and then the show went to, to Moscow and we did a residency there where we stayed for three months performing in that, on that stage. And it continued to perform in other places around the world. We were in Madrid and, it eventually moved here to Las Vegas, which is what brought me here to, to Vegas. And now you're, you're based here on a regular basis. Yeah. So when that show closed, I went out with another Cirque show called Kuza for about a year and ha- came back and have been in Las Vegas ever since. Tell us a little bit about Dixie Flats and the approach you take. So it really is born out of just a, a love for that genre and that music. As a young musician in, in college, the first thing that you learn about is Louis Armstrong. You know, he's like one of the, the most prominent figures that came out of New Orleans. And when, when I was in college, I would say that I didn't, I wasn't able to entirely appreciate how profound of a, an artist he was. But later in life, he continued to come back into my world and, and my awareness. And Eventually, I just became just enthralled with New Orleans traditional music. I play uh, a bunch of different instruments, but one of the things that I play is the tuba. And as a tuba player, sousaphone player, that's where the, the heartbeat of that instrument is. If you go to New Orleans now and you walk down Frenchman Street from one end to the other, you're likely to encounter six or eight sousaphones. <laughs> and I can't think of anywhere else in the world where you could encounter six or eight sousaphones walking down a, a, a few blocks of the street. So for me, that's like a little mini sousa heaven. And uh, I, when I kind of became aware of just how profound the musical world is down there, it just drew me in. So I wanted to put something together here to feature that. Our singer in the group, Cara Nassoy, they call her Lady K sometimes in our group. She uh, she is a, a singer stylist who sings, really captures that musical aesthetic. And we together kind of collaborated to choose repertoire and try and build, grow this group out. And with all of my relationships with various musicians around town, I, I assembled what I think of as kind of like the A-team of people who can deliver this music with a sense of authenticity and that that kind of compassion, musical passion, I should say. Yeah, the, the group is committed to that kind of music, which is good. So are you going to do a John Philip Sousa March on Sunday? No, 
not not in this context. <laughs> I know. I just like the idea of a John Philip Sousa march. You wouldn't mind doing it now, right? Marching around your place, and uh, yeah, <laughs> you don't have yeah. to. <laughs> Las Vegas brass band, and we occasionally do uh, Sousa marching. <laughs> As part of the band, do you get some of that brunch? I that is the plan. We are uh, looking at the beignet station that they have. <laughs> it longingly. Listen, if you could put a beignet in a napkin, put it in your pocket and save it for me later, I'd really appreciate that. All right. Well, you could also just come down. And- well, that's true, too. Yes, you're right. <laughs> that's true. But this way, right. it would have the sense of authenticity because it's coming from a jazz musician. So it could, could work out. Are you thinking of performing also with the Dixie Flats in other venues in Las Vegas? For sure. We had started a residency just before the pandemic over at uh, Notoriety, which is a really cool new venue that opened downtown in the Neonopolis location. And that, unfortunately, the pandemic shut us down, but we're hoping we'll return there and we'll, we play around town in various other contexts. Uh, these days, it seems like most of the things that come in are uh, more in the corporate work world, but hopefully we can find some other places for residencies because, yeah, this music is infectious. It is indeed. I think that's a great way to leave it. My guest has been multi-instrumentalist, songwriter, composer, performer, and recording artist Peter Fand. He'll be leading the Dixie Flats at a New Orleans Dixieland brunch presented by Reflection Bay and Chef Scott Cummings this Sunday, November 14th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Reflection Bay at Lake Las Vegas. For ticket information, go to reflectionbay.square.site. And for everything about Peter Fand, and that's F-A-N-D, go to peterfand.com and dixieflats.com. Peter, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. See you next time.